we're all protecting you. We have we all protected, protected you. you. About my marriage? About what you told us about your marriage. With the mostest? We're not dressed for this. I don't so don't ever bring you guys around me. Let me tell you something. the only thing. If I want to see that, I would have wrote it. I mean, I'm not really sure what I've done to you, but I'm looking for you Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Hot and bravo podcast on the Butter Pop Network. I'm Eddie Estrada. I'm here with my co-host, Armin. Army, what's up? I'm excited to talk about this episode of Summer House. A lot of drama. So much on this episode of Summer House. Summer House has been delivering week by week. I know I say this every single week, and I sound like a broken record, but I just got to say, I'm invested in this season. I mean, there's a reason why this is the longest season to date. There was so much content that they had to give us at least two more episodes this season. If Summer House does not get renewed for a season four, I'm flying to New York and rioting outside of the Bravo offices. Like, I do not care. I will pick it for days. Do you even think it's a question, though? I hope it isn't. I hope it isn't. But, like, you, you never, never know. know. Mm, okay. But I do think it has gained a lot of steam this season. Chrissy Teigen's on board. Yes. Watch Rick Crappens, who has a lot of say with the fans, has been pushing the Summer House agenda, which I'm all for. You know, I, I lay the tracks and they have, they're putting the coal in the engine <laughs> and they're letting that steam train go all the way to the station until Summer House is the new Vanderpump Rules. I think it's been its strongest season so far. I, I agree. I agree. And just it's so much more like entertaining and fun and like emotional and it's not like oh my god these bitches are crazy like it was in seasons past where you're just like this is just too messy you know what i mean they've really i think they've really found their footing and what the show is mm. and it feels they've like crafted like a coherent identity exactly it's not just like all over the place like and honestly i think they found the perfect cast i right. think this is the perfect mix of people because I think it was too, almost too incestuous in the previous seasons where literally everyone knew everyone. And yeah, it's good for a bit, but basically it's like two separate houses coming into one, the old and the new. And it's just really got a great, you know, just a vibe that I love. They figured out the recipe. It's perfect. Um, well, this episode starts off with, the conclusion of the cliffhanger we had last episode, what, which was, did the rumored girl that Kyle hooked up with, that he sent the DM to, to make sure that they've never met, did she know him or not? And Amanda's waiting on this news. We're waiting on this news. Kyle knows this news. He comes with flowers. That's what got me nervous, was he came with flowers. Like, Is he compensating for something? Exactly. Is there an issue that he needs to kind of like, you know, butter up a little bit? Here's some flowers. I cheat on you, but look at this bouquet. Thankfully, that is not what happens. The girl says she doesn't know him. He says, hey, you know what? Well, there's a rumor going around about us. Do you know how this started? She never responds. So at this point, everything is good. Amanda believes him. She lets him know that she was seriously talking to her landlord, trying to figure out a way out, which I think was really smart. Or a like, way to stay, rather. Yeah, well, to stay. How can you know, I stay? A way What's out. my way out of this relationship? A way yeah. out of moving in? Exactly. I need a home. Which I think is really smart because instead of her being like waiting around or getting like super upset, she got into 
like power mode. She was like, all right, I can't rely on this relationship. I don't know if this is going to be the real deal or not. I need to make moves ASAP. So like kudos to her for like knowing her self-worth and being like, if the answer is yes, if she says she does know him, I'm out. And for sticking to her guns and doing that, I think that's great because, you know, she did forgive him already for the infidelity before. Um, and there wasn't any infidelity from what we know after. Just a nasty rumor. Just a rumor. It's what do we was. call this version of sliding into the DMs? Because sliding into the DMs has a connotation, right? You only slide into the DMs to hook up with someone. But what is this called? It's like the antithesis of it. It's like, hi, I didn't hook up with you, right? <laughs> I mean, you're still sliding into DMs. Right. But like, it's just for different reasons. It's for totally different reasons. I mean, I've definitely, I mean, I've definitely texted people and been like, oh, what happened last night? And I feel like it's a similar thing. I don't think it's I've like ever. It's like the DM of shame, rather. Like, what happened last night? Like, did, did we hook up? Well, <laughs> do you, did you ever remember when I went out years ago? It was like my senior year of college. And I went out for our friend, who's actually, his birthday is today, our, my, our friend Chris Wagner. Oh. Yeah. And I went out for his birthday. And, Shout you out. know, we went out to, like, West Hollywood, and we got very drunk. And I got a text the next day that was, like, so excited for our date tomorrow. And I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. To what? I don't have your number saved. I don't know what you look like. I don't know who you are. Did you know the name? No. Stop. So you had a date with a nameless, person, faceless yes. person. Yes. Had zero idea. Love it. Figured out a way of being like, oh, do you have an Instagram <laughs> to get the name? It was a lot. I remember just being did in you my go on apartment. The date? Yeah, of course I did. How was it? It was great. Wow. Yeah, good for right. You. We're still friends. It's good. <laughs> it's okay. It's all it's all good in the hood. Um, Does he know the origin story of it all? Oh, a hundred percent. Because we went on like a couple more dates after. Like we we didn't. And then you realize we're just friends. Kinda. There, not, that's a whole other story. That's a whole like, other that's story. A, um, so that's sort of like a DM of shame then. It, I mean, it was. I was like, I was so like, uh, yeah, I'm so excited for the date. I have no idea who you are. Was stressed because I was like, who could it be? Yeah, I kept thinking about um, how this person felt as they received right. this text from Kyle. I don't know if you were thinking about it, but I was like, there's a girl out there who gets a random DM from a guy who's like, so people are saying I hooked up with you a few months ago. Is this true? That's kind of disconcerting in a way. I mean, if she was like, I don't know who this person is, like, I would have been like, oh, God, more rumors. I'm sick of rumors starting. I'm tired of being violent. And that's the thing. They've never even met before. Clearly. Well. So it's like kind of a weird DM to get. Well, Paige does bring up a really good point, which I had to agree with a little bit, um, where she's basically like, you know, we don't know if Kyle reached out to this girl beforehand, let her know Choreographed that he was going to created this whole situation because honestly he could have which is a really shady move but like i don't think he did that i think this was honest to goodness truth at this point it comes down to trust look you, anybody can manipulate a situation to extreme degrees right mm -hmm. forging texts forging images going to photoshop i mean they could pull a Lori laughlin and photoshop you, you know their kids doing a sport that they've never even done before right we know the lengths in which forgery could be done true 
But it comes down to trust. And it comes down to trust. If you're going to be in this relationship, you can't be that cynical. Exactly. Otherwise, it's never going to work. It's not going to work. Um, but, I mean, I'm just happy that this, at this point, the two of them are past DM girl. They're past the rumor. Um, and they're, you know, they're ready to move forward. They're ready to move in together. And they're ready to kind of push this to the side and stay strong and work through this as a couple, which I find very admirable. Um, there's another guy in the house who's looking for love and that boy is Carl Radke. (laughs) And so since he's having so much trouble, he enlists the greatest wing mom a boy could have his mother, Sharon, who I love. I feel like she is such like a wisdom. And I think it has to do a lot with what I like about the dynamic between Carl and his mom is that Carl sees the women he's wronged before in his mother because his mother has been going through a divorce with his father, which he has wronged been by his father. Yeah. Struggling with a ton. And I, and this comes up later in the episode when they're having their one-on-one, but he loves his mom more than anything in the entire world and supports his mom. Happy before. mother's day, by the way, yeah, happy shout mother's out to all day. the moms out there. Um, but he, I don't know. It's, it's just really admirable to watch him be such a stand up guy and kind of, start to grow up because of the compassion he has for her. And I think Paige sees this. Um, definitely. She says, it's one of the things on my list is how a man treats his mother. It, true that. The way a person treats his or her family is a strong indicator about how they're going to treat you and your possible future family as well. Because my thing is, is like, there are outlier situations. I was going like, to say, you know, like if someone like didn't have a great like parents or whatever, sometimes they're more like, you know, more attuned to being a good parent. But themselves. you're saying in general, but in general, I see what you're saying. in general, someone who has a good family relationship, you can trust to be good in relationships as well. And hopefully Paige applies some nuance to that because like you said, there's always outliers. I mean, honestly, I got to say in LA, the outliers have been far and few in between. So you, and that's the problem with Los Angeles. I feel like New York is way more connected oh, I thought with that's their a good families. Thing. If the outliers are few and far between, then that means it's uncommon, right? No, the outliers are the people who are like, not from good, fam- like not from good relationships with their families and are still like good emotional family people will be. I'm saying those people are far and few between. Because okay. LA is a terrible place to date if you're looking to start a family. Interesting. A hundred percent. It is a mess. Everyone here <laughs> hopped on the bus from like anywhere in the Midwest. Too many transplants? Exactly. No, I meant outlier in regards to the fact that some people have very complicated family dynamics. Oh, And yeah. so you can't judge every person by this litmus test and say, do you have the best relationship with your mother? Because it could get much more complicated. Not everyone necessarily even actually had a mom growing up. Right? I mean, that's true. But in my and in pages, clearly history, it's much easier to connect with someone who has the same family values as yourself. And I think that's where Paige is coming from. Yeah. No, I was just trying to point out that you can have those same family values, but have a complicated f- family. True. You that know, you, true. you can try to apply those family values that you adhere to loving your family and uh, being a great family person, but then it turns out like, oh, you had abusive parents or whatever. I mean, we could, there's, 
That's what I thought you meant by outliers. Oh, no. I would, that's not what I meant by outliers. <laughs> but moving forward, um, since, you know, people are feeling the motherly love in the house, right. everyone decides to get a little parental when Lindsay's date huh. payman, the man in the vest, who we're all truly invested in, comes to the house to take Lindsay out on a date. First of all, I got to say, Lindsay looks banging. Lindsay's in that little slink dress. She's looking fire. She has been bringing it this season. She, I mean, Lindsay has always been gorge, but this season she's really stepped it up. Like the game just seems at a higher bar. Is that season three fashion? It's that season three fashion. You've we're had seen, a couple seasons to yeah, analyze we're yourself. Seeing it, yeah, we're seeing it from Lindsay. We're seeing it from Amanda. We've seen it coming in hot for season Paige. So I think this like, you know, it's the whole thing I'll say too. Paige didn't need three seasons. No, she just needed one. But I am, I mean, we see this happen all the time on The Housewives where it's like the s- second season makeover where it's like, they're like, oh shit, that's what I look like on TV. And then the next time they're on TV, they completely change their look because it's like, right. It's rough. I mean, when you get prepared to like go on camera, you probably have no idea what you look like. And it's like when you don't know what the camera sees, you don't know what's going to come out on the other side. And it's like, you know what? Just going to throw it out there. And sometimes it lands. Sometimes it doesn't. And thankfully and they're not seeing the dailies that's the thing yeah they're not getting the dailies they gotta wait until the season comes out so uh yeah i mean <laughs> Lindsay looked great um but, but i thought also, it was, Lindsay always looked great no i mean i'm saying that but she's really stepped it up this right. season i think it's she's raised the bar for herself and others but i do have to say it was hilarious that payment was like they're asking him all these questions like, what are your intentions for my daughter? Like, what what are your what are your career goals? Where do you see yourself in five years? And he's like, Can I email you all my answers at a later date? And I'm like, that is the that's the greatest answer I've ever heard. Cause it's like, I'm still gonna take out your daughter, but I'll answer those questions like after I see if this is gonna go forward. <laughs> like after I get what I need, then I'll let you know. Yeah, Paymon clearly had a sense of humor about it. And I felt like him and Lindsay had a good rapport. But as you've pointed out, it seems like Lindsay has a new man. Spoiler alert. But yeah, I, I I definitely saw Lindsay kind of taking more control in this situation. And she needs someone with a little bit more bite back, I think. I think she needs someone who's... I felt like he had some bite, He though. He could... He, she was going... They had going, a good com- chemistry. Yeah, but it could have been better. He wasn't really going toe-to-toe with her. You could tell he was a little bit intimidated. Which, mm. honestly which I can sniff out in a second. I know the minute someone's intimidated and I, I, when that turns on, I get like Lindsay where I just get like fuels my fire in the day. And I was like, Psh, I control this state. I have nothing to worry about. I thought she was quite impressed by him because she was throwing a lot of these questions at him. Like, what did you find most attractive about me? And he's like, well, I feel like there's layers to it or there's like different dimensions to it. You know, there's the... I mean, he's a schmoozer. He did it to Carol in Real Housewives of New York, which <laughs> he dated Carol before Adam dated Carol, by the way, y'all. And second, like she, I think she appreciated it. She wanted to get her rocks off. She got it off with a hot man. She said it was the best sex she's ever had in her entire yeah, life. So, you know what? Kudos to her. But I, I could just tell it wasn't going to be a forever thing just because... I mean, yeah, he was good at answering the questions, but like, that's not everything. You could tell he was afraid of her. Yeah. A hundred percent. Maybe, maybe he was. You can, I can sniff fear out of someone. Like it's like <laughs> freaking garlic salt. Uh, can you sniff out my fear right now? Of not, You're not afraid of anything. You're not afraid of me. Please. 
You're good. Um, See, you're good. I know I'm good. Uh, but I mean, I just want to take that power into like my summer dating. Cause like, you know, single, ready to mingle summer 2019, ready to go. You want to bust the move of you're sitting at dinner and you get out of your seat, go to the other side of the table and start See, making out. I've never done that. I've, I'm never the one to make the first move ever. Like that is, that's my game ever. I play, I play coy and I'm basically like, if you want it, come and get it. If you don't have, if you don't have the gusto to get it, adios. I also know you're an anti-PDA person. I'm super anti-PDA. I would never get up in a restaurant and go make out with someone across the table. If there were cameras, maybe that's a different story because, you know, it's more exciting. But, like, personally, let's just keep it private. It's nice to hang out with you in public. But, like, I don't want you, like, shoving your tongue down my throat in front of everyone else in the world. It like, was also, like, a whole to-do. It wasn't like they were sitting next to each other, you know, like, at a 45-degree angle. Yeah. They were literally across, across the table. So you, they couldn't, she couldn't, like, make out with him while still sitting in her seat. She had to get up, literally, go to the other side. She's standing up, he's sitting down, and they start full-fledged making out. Okay, serious question here. It does not have to do with the show. It kind of does. When you're on a date, are you a side-sitter or a cross-sitter? Are you same side sitter? Would you prefer to same side sit with your date or do you like to be across from your date? That's a good question. Because there's two types of people and I don't trust one of them. You know, sometimes I go with the flow. I will be honest. Sometimes okay. I go with, if it's a double date. A double date's different. Right. If it's a double date, normally I'm on the same side. See, I'm not. Yeah, that's that's funny. But also, I feel like it's circumstantial because sometimes the other couple makes their move. And so you got to go with their Well, what flow. about one-on-one? -on -one? Would you ever Oh, one-on-one, -on -one, I go across. Yeah. See, people, that's what I, that's the right answer. People who sit next to each other on dates, it's the most bizarre That doesn't make thing. sense. It's weird, right? It doesn't make sense. I'm sorry if you're a side sitter in a dating <laughs> relationship situation, but I do not trust you. But how do you look at each other? I, that's the like thing. Well, they like head. talk. People are like, oh, it's well, it's more comfortable. You know, my my good friend Shannon and I talk about this all. Like, this is a thing. Like, she will like not go on another date with someone if they offer to like side sit. Because well, see, I thought I thought you were talking about a double date. Like, oh no, how would this you do is it in a double date. This is a date. Well, Lindsay, I thought one on one. It's it's. Uh, it has to be across. Yeah, but people do side sitting, and it's like a small. Maybe it's a larger than I know, larger group than I know, but for me, it's a minority and it's a group that I don't trust. I don't, if you have something to say about it, let me know, but... I don't think I've seen that in public before. Oh, I've seen it. It's it freaks Are you talking about out. at the bar? No, at a table. They get a booth or something and they sit next to each other. It's weird. At a booth is different. Are you talking about a U-shaped booth? Yeah, even then I would have sat across. I'm not going to sit next to you in a U-shaped booth or True. any kind of booth. Well, there are small U-shaped booths. If you've ever been to Black Market, it's so small that you're basically only next to each other. It's so tight. I'd Please put me outside in the frigid cold to be across <laughs> from each other than being next, sitting next to you in a freaking booth. Like, I would literally get up and leave and be like, we can't eat here. We can't eat. I would go. But that's just me. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I just didn't even realize people did the same side thing not on a double date. I mean... People are weird. Um, no Lindsay, offense, though. But Lindsay's not. I mean, offense. <laughs> but see, you could also pull, like I said, the, the diagonal. Mm -hmm. Di diagonal works, yeah, because you still have uh, the ability to look at someone. You are still looking at them. And you could canoodle. Yeah. You, you could get physical, get cozy. No. Oh, I, the only time I've ever sat next to a date is when I was at a group brunch situation or group dinner situation where there's right. a giant group of people and 
the seats were assigned and you're, you have to sit yes. next to someone because you, you, and you want your person that you're with to feel comfortable with the group that you're introducing. What them doesn't to. make sense to me is if there's like a four person table and you're sitting on the same side of the table. That's weird. Yeah. That's very weird. Diagonal, I think, is chill. Across to me is the norm. I don't even I don't even fuck with diagonal. Diagonal All works. Right. I'm here for diagonal. Nuance. Moving forward. <laughs> so back to Sharon. So Lindsay and Payment are having their date. Sharon's in the house giving advice to Amanda. And I really like this interaction because she's basically like, you know, it's smart for you to have that doubt. It's smart for you to be protected with yourself because I went through a similar situation with my husband. I put all my faith in him and he had someone on the other, on the side. And Amanda goes, but I trust, you know, I trust Kyle. And Sharon goes, that's great. She's like, but my thing is, is like, if he does it, has already done it once, won't he do it to do it again? And honestly, for me, I like, as much as I love Kyle and Amanda together, and I really do see the love that he has for her, and I don't think he will ever do this again, that is a major red flag for me. If someone is a cheater, they're going to be a cheater. You know what I mean? You think so? My, you don't is, believe in redemption? It's really hard because this is the thing. I I used to work for the Mona Matchmaker. You know this. Right. Patty Singer. And she used to give me a ton of advice on relationships and dating. Some of it stuck. Some of it didn't. But one of the things that like really got me was if someone isn't going to commit at like, you know, and is going to cheat on you and has cheated on you, but won't kind of like finalize it or make any move to be, let you be the one and only they're never going to do it. Like you can't make a zebra change of stripes. Like you can't force someone who's not willing to commit to you to commit to you. I think Kyle, that was your advice to Lauren Workus. I remember. Yes, it was last season. Two. Yeah, it but was. You're not going to force Carl to love you. Exactly. He, if he, he's just not into it. You're not going to make someone who's like a fuckboy is going to be a fuckboy until the fuckboy finds his, his true love. And that's just the way it is. And that's something you have to accept is that if someone has cheated on you, once, twice, and they're saying, you know, but I still care about you, blah, 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 but there's no next step. There's no, you know, working to change. You're never going to change them. And it's just going to be this like endless cycle where you're going to be chasing your tail over and over again. So let's take this from the abstract because I know you believe in Katie and Schwartzy. I know you're a big believer in them. And Schwartz cheated on Katie multiple times. Why do you think in their case, Schwartz can find redemption and change. But it, when you talk about this abstractly, you're saying if you cheated once, it'll never work. I'm going to bite my tongue a little bit because I, I don't think Schwartz has 100% changed. And I think we've kind of seen that. And I think... But they make it work. Whatever their arrangement is. We don't know exa- all the details. True. Exactly. But they make it work. Clearly, they're married and they seem happily married. They just bought a home yeah. last week. I agree, but I do think also TV relationships are a little bit different. There also was the ring on the string. <laughs> it's 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 harder to judge people on reality TV because there's a lot higher stakes in the relationship than a relationship of, you know, anyone on the street, like me or you. You know what I mean? Like for them, they have either the support or the hate from 
the community at large watching them from the public. And that puts a lot more strain on the relationship. And I think if you guys can fight through that together, that's going to have a different outcome. And I think that's kind of where their bond comes from more so than I don't think you're ever going to cheat on me again. And I think the Vanderpump Rules kids are very desensitized to that situation in general because they've all slept with each other and they've all cheated on each other. So it's a very, very different world. And I don't think, I don't think that's a normal situation at all. What I'm saying is in normal situations with normal people, AKA everyone listening to this podcast, besides people (laughs) on reality TV or in the entertainment industry, sometimes you got to wake up and sometimes you got to realize that you're not going to change a person. And as much as you're trying and fighting to make that person, what you believe in your head that they are the idea of them that you've made up that you've created. Once you realize that that's never going to be true, that no one can ever be what you want them to be, that they're always going to be themselves. And sometimes that's not your soulmate. Then you're just going to be happy. You're going to live a much happier life. Like I feel like once I realized that I can't change other people. Once I dropped expectations of others and had zero expectations for people that they're going to do the bare minimum, I've become a much happier person. Because once I throw expectations on someone, those are not expectations that they're holding themselves to. Those are expectations that I'm holding them to. And you can expect someone to stand up to your ground when you don't know what ground they're starting at. And so that's, I think, a big problem with a lot of these situations but I think with Kyle and Amanda, back to them, I do think she has been made it very clear what she wants out of the relationship. And I think that's where it comes into their favor because he's been very receptive to that. Re- receptive to that. He understands now that she's the one he wants to be with and he's making strides, great long strides in this relationship to make it work because she has been very vocal about this. Now, I'm not saying this will always work. Ultimatums have a history of falling flat on their face. It's it's not always the best move to make, but I think Kyle and Amanda are secure in their relationship enough for her to be this communicative and this open. And he is open on his end and he's understanding. And to be able to trust going forward. Exactly. Because that's crucial. You can't live on eggshell, walking on eggshells. But I do... I have to say, in my personal opinion, I think people can evolve, and I don't think it's always about how one person has a certain set of expectations for the other, and then if that person doesn't live up to it, then you got to drop them immediately. No, I don't think you have to drop them immediately. What I'm saying okay. is, is you can't expect them to live up to your to standards. Live up to those standards. It's insane. It's never going to work. But I also think that mistakes aren't necessarily character traits. So someone can make a mistake, but that's not their character. We're all flawed. We all make mistakes. We don't live perfect lives. I don't think Kyle necessarily is this guy. No, and I don't think so either. I think he was, but I think he made a concerned effort after he met Amanda. Yes. And I think that's the difference. We'll see what happens. I mean, we're going to see what happens, and we'll talk about Amanda's situation with their parents a little bit later. But let's now get into, let's talk about, I just want to talk about, Hannah um, Burner. Yes. And I want to talk about how great I think it is that she is being so open and honest about her anxiety, especially in her relationship with British Dave. She's basically saying she's like, you know, nervous. She's afraid because of her ex. She has a lot of insecurity and anxiety and self-doubt, which is totally understandable. I think we've all been there when you're invested in someone and you think that they think the world of you and then you learn that they don't. It makes you really doubt yourself. And was I ever good enough? Was, will I ever be good enough? Is this a reflection of me and who I really am? 
and it's not. You can't you can't put someone else's life on you. You need to know who you are for yourself. And I think Hannah's getting to that place. And I think Dan- uh, Danielle has really good advice for her where she's like, I think Dave is a really good guy. I think he does care about you. And I think you need to, you know, give him the opportunity. You can't miss this opportunity just because of your own anxiety. I also want to say, I think this is amazing because I think mental health and anxiety and insecurity and all these things were stuff that we never really talked about on TV before. We never really talked about in public. And these are major things that everyone deals with. And I think it's fantastic that Summer House has been so proactive in the conversation. I mean, on Vanderpump Rules, they bring it up, but it's it's more so like Lala's being crazy and like having, and she has an anxiety attack and they're and like- And they still sort of stigmatize and, it. And they stigmatize it, which is stupid. Here, it's real conversations and there's depth behind it. And I think that is really why- I appreciate the storylines on Summer House with these kind of situations more. I feel like recently um, we've been noticing that mental health discourse um, has just become more prominent in general. I just feel like we've had this conversation a lot recently mm-hmm. um, on podcasts and off podcasts. And that's only a good thing to like be able to have that dialogue out in the open. No, I think it's fantastic. So, so thanks to Hannah for being vulnerable on TV like yeah. that. Being it's vul- hard to talk about the, these things on TV. Vulnerability is power. That's courage. And I think it's very, it's very amazing to see brave people go on TV and tell stories that aren't told because I feel like the more stories, the more hidden stories we tell, the more normalized these stories will be and the more safe and connected the world will be because everyone's hiding for so much for so long and throwing these masks on and being like, I can't show you this. I can't show you that. I I don't want you to know I'm going through this. But sometimes if you're able to say like, I'm going through this, you'll be surprised by the support and love that you'll find. And you might find someone else who's going through the same thing. And that's, and, and that's a connection that you can make. And that's strength for the both of you to be like, I see you, you see me, we see each other. We love it. So let's move on to, we have two more things we're going to cover. The first is going to be, um, Paige's chicken nuggets in... <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> I love that because she's like, aren't they chicken cutlets? And she was like, what are your chicken nuggets doing in my drawer? No, we're going to talk about Jordan. Yeah. And then we're going to finish with Kaimanda and the conversation that Amanda has with her parents. So first of all, Jordan and Carl go out for a night because Carl wants to ju- introduce Jordan to his friend Erica. She's also very religious he seems like they could be a good fit. So, you know, Carl and Erica and Erica's friend, Sydney, who's actually another one of Carl's friends and Jordan are all having drinks. Sydney calls out Jordan because Jordan and her matched on Bumble a year before <laughs> and Jordan ghosted her, which I found hilarious because it's so real. I've, I don't think I've ever ran into someone who's ghosted me. I don't know if, I've ran into someone I've ghosted before. <laughs> I probably have. You probably have. I definitely have. <laughs> I wait, you want to know something really funny? One time, like years ago, I was in a bar and I was talking to someone and they were literally like, So so why did you not respond to me on Tinder? And I was like, What? There you like, go. And they were like, This actually happened. I'm not doing a Jordan. I is 
I'm not going to say the name, but I have like the name, but it was like, and my friends were like, oh my God, can you believe that happened? I ended up going on a date or two. It wasn't going to work out. I think I knew back when I was on Tinder that it wasn't going to work out, which I think is where Jordan is. But this is a very like a real situation and I was living for it. Well, Erica and Jordan hit it off. They're both religious people. She says, I feel like you're a light in this dark place. It's hard to be a believer in the city in New York. You know, she's like, I go to two different churches. Like you should like, basically like you should come with me. He's like, I watch it online. They go off and have a drink. I, I honestly was here for it. I think they are very cute together. I think she's very pure energy. Like you could just tell from the screen. She's, she's a good person. Like you can just certain people, you can just feel the energy, like the good, the goodness radiate off them. And you could just tell she was a good person that she really just wants the best for the world. So, and I think Jordan, even though he has been like a little bit of like not believable, I do think he only has the best intentions. I don't think he's a bad person at all. He has a good heart. He has a good heart. And you can see that from him. And I think that's why like I, everyone's like, ah, Jordan, blah, blah, blah. But I do feel for him and defend him because like, I do think he's a really good person deep down. I just feel like he might be getting a bad edit and he puts his foot in his mouth and you know, there's a lot of other things going on, but cut to a later scene when he goes out with the ladies and we finally get the big reveal of this secret that Jordan has been hiding. Now everyone's been like, Oh, he's gay. Oh, he's a virgin, blah, blah, blah. But he reveals that he has a hard time getting it up. He has erectile dysfunction. Now, Hannah says she doesn't believe that. She thinks it's an indicator that he is struggling with his sexuality, which it could be. But I just want to give props to Jordan because, like, first of all, like, personally, I don't have to deal with this, but there's a lot of people who do, and it's a lot, a much bigger problem than people know. I love the sneaky flex in there. Like... I have no problem. Okay, I'm not. Up, but... I'm not trying to be like that, but like <laughs> I'm, kidding, I'm, I'm kidding. trying to be like I don't under. I mean, I don't understand the same struggle that others might go through. But That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. I'm empathetic. No, because, I was kidding. I was just. I mean, you see it. I mean, there's so many new, um, like new brands that are coming out, like subscription services for like ED. Like oh. you see posters everywhere. You see Instagram ads, and I feel like it's it's be, it's one of those things where it's destigmatizing it, and I I have to give props to Jordan because. It's like this vulnerable, vulnerable people are the most courageous and brave on TV. And I think Summer House is doing an amazing job of that. They are really showing the stories of things that 20 somethings and 30 somethings are going through that no one else is talking about. And it kind of makes you think that if Jordan had only been vulnerable and honest from the beginning, beginning it could have been a completely we'd have a different, different thing. Yeah. Now, the ladies don't really believe it. The ladies are like, if anyone can help you get it up, it's us. But like, honestly, no offense, ladies. I feel like that was kind of like not the right route to take. I feel like you should have been a little bit more empathetic. I don't know how the situation was because he looked like he was laughing at one point in the cut. So I don't know if they were trying to joke. Then he, he started hanging it. his head, though, put his yeah. head in his hands. But I mean, I they mean, they kind of made a joke out of it. But who knows? Remember, that's all edited. Yeah. And honestly, I mean, even if you can't get it up by yourself and you need get it up by yourself, you need assistance. Honey, it still works. And you can still use it. So more power to you. And maybe there's more to the story. And maybe we'll find out more about Jordan next season or next episode. I feel like his story, there's still a lot more, there's more. story to tell with Jordan. There's a lot more. Um, but let's get back to Kaimanda. So Amanda goes home and has dinner with her parents and it's finally time for her to tell them 
everything that's been going on with her and Kyle. And By the way, I can't believe she hasn't told them yet. I mean, I cannot believe it. I get it. I don't think I would tell my parents until it was like, she's moving in with him. She needs to like, be like, okay, I'm laying everything on the table. This is what's happening. And Honestly, I just want to say before I even get into this conversation, I think it's incredible how honest and open every single one of these people are with their parents on the show. We've seen it with Kyle. We've seen it with Carl. We've seen it with Lindsay and her aunt. We've seen it with, you know, Amanda and her parents this episode. We've seen it with Paige. We've seen it with Hannah. Like, it's so amazing to see this cast so connects with their families and have such strong relationships with their families and to go to them for advice for the hardest of things. Like, I'm going to be real. Like, I don't always like tell my parents everything that's going on. Like I don't always like come to them for help. And it's because like, you know, sometimes I think I could do it on my own or sometimes like, I don't need to worry them or bother them. But like at the end of you the feel day, like you're burdening them. exactly. Yeah. But at the end of the day, your parents are the ones who have their, your best intentions at heart and they're going to be the ones to help you. They've been through it before. They understand. So it's kind of inspiring to see this cast be so open, honest and communicative with their parents because it's, you know, it's kind of inspiring. It's like, maybe I should just be a little bit more open because you know, your parents only want to be part of your life. They only want to feel included. You know, they gave birth to you. They're the ones who raised you. Like at least give them some respect and let them know what's up. But I mean, I could take my own advice. So take your own advice. Eddie. I know. Right. I know your mom listens. Shout I out. She does. Shout out. Um, Mama Estrada. I mean, I do call her literally every morning and every afternoon on my commute. Wow. Yeah. So that's huge. Um, I try. Um, but back to Amanda. So she is like, you know, I had a little bit of cold feet about the moving in. She's like, it's every girl's dream to move in with her boyfriend. But then like when it was starting to happen, I was like, well, do I really want to do this? This is the real deal. And she's like, and I had some second thoughts because duh, 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 Kyle cheated on me. Essentially. She was like, he was unfaithful that she was like, there was some infidelity. It was so intense. It was intense. And you could see how nervous she was. And her dad literally says the most dad thing. He's like, when do I get to hit him? Ooh. Like, which is, which is such a dad thing to say, but he's just trying to be protective. And he calls Kyle weak. And the mom says, you know what? Like I need some time to process, you know, this is the chance. Like he doesn't get another one from us. And breaks Amanda because all she wants is for her parents to support her and support her relationship. And she's realizing now that that's going to be very hard with the history that her and Kyle have had. Not to mention it's all been on TV that they're going to see this all anyways. And that's such a hard road to navigate. And I couldn't imagine one of my biggest things is like, if I ever like find that person, like they have to be able to come home to my parents. Like, I mean, not if I ever find that, but when I find that person, <laughs> I'm saying Freudian slip. Yeah. But like, <laughs> but like, you know what I mean? Like my family is so important to me that if, the, if your partner hated your parents, but you like, or my parent, your, but my, you loved your partner. I couldn't Ugh. do it. I couldn't do it because I'd be like you, if you hate them, you hate part of me because they're a part of my life. Like so that's what so that's so disrespectful. If someone was like, if you're dating someone, they're like, oh, your parents are the worst. Like, <laughs> I'm just I hate throwing hypotheticals at you. Okay, how no, about this? I would how never. You, your partner loves your parents. Okay, but your parents hate your partner. What I'm sorry, it dropped. Like, you drop your partner a hundred percent. Wow. Because I want to spend holidays with my family. I want to spend you know vacations with them. I want to spend my life with my family and share. I bet it would with be them. way more difficult of a decision 
if you were actually facing it. I mean, but you know me. I go on vacations with my family like at least twice a year. I like see them all the time. I talk to them all the time. If my family wasn't supportive of the person I was with, I'd have to take a good, long, hard look at if that relationship really matters to me because it's going to be a choice of either my family or the person. And I'm never going to, I don't think I would ever choose someone over my family. I know two people who have done this and who are continuing to do this. It works for them. The entire family hates their partner. It's tough. You never know. All I'm saying, and look, I don't know. Honestly, I don't uh, don't have the situation, but, but like trying to put myself in their mind because these are two people who I'm close to. Yeah. I just think they're so in love that it doesn't matter what's happening in the world around them. They, but they, that doesn't they're work gonna for make me. the relationship work. See, but that there's a certain kind of person that that is, and that's not me. Like it's not you. Okay. I'm not gonna be like, oh, like I'm so madly in love with you. All I wanna think about is you and all I wanna be. I was like, no, I have my life, I have my thing. Do your does your puzzle piece fit into this puzzle? If not, on to the next. Like at the end of the day, we need to fit into each other's lives in a you know, a positive, constructive, you know, power couple way. And if, you know, our families hate the other person. I can't play this game because I'm not, and I'm not going to be with someone whose family hates me either. I'm going to be like, yo, this does not work for me. I can't, <laughs> I can't come into your house every holiday and be like, oh, you know, I'm just going to sit on the side and like only talk to you and like be really, I'm like, no, I want to enjoy the time. I want to be chit chatting, like throwing beers back with the dad, <laughs> like helping mom in the kitchen. Like, you know, I want to feel a part of that family because that's your family. I want you to feel part of my family because that's my family. And for sharing our lives and our love with each other, our family should be able to enjoy that as well. And I would hope that our families would get along. Like that is my worst fear is like having like parents who hate my parents. Like that would be the most, like it would destroy me. I'm just throwing it out there. Life is messy. Eddie. I'm just saying. I'm, I know I'm you want. You want. I have like, a list as long as Paige, and honestly, I'm gonna be screwed for it. <laughs> like I could hear Lindsay right now being like, "Eddie, you really need to like take it down." But a good notch. for you. I agree with like searching or like fighting for that fantasy, and maybe you'll achieve a it. Fantasy. <laughs> well, okay. No, I'm not saying that it's a pure fantasy. Um, but like, all I'm trying to say is that it's not always black and white. And that it could get a little complicated. And I know you have siblings. I do. So there's a lot of variables at play. And you can't control every variable. And you don't know how each individual is going to react to the other individual. I have been very vocal with my sister and my brother if I do not like the people that they're with. There you go. Very vocal. There you go. But it's because I want what's best for them. Like I'm like... But sometimes you have to be supportive. And I am. I think at the very end of the day... You have to be supportive because... But if I smell a snake, I'm cutting its head off. Yeah, you put your two cents in. You know me. I'm not going to sit by, like, quiet. And, you know, I think that's why... Life is complicated, I think that's why my siblings, like, honestly, are afraid to, like, bring people around me. Because I'm like... There you go. Even their friends, I'm like, I'm going to smell blood and I'm going to bite their head off. And that that speaks to the complexity of it all, right? Because then you don't... Well, maybe you don't care, but, like, some people may not want their siblings or their parents to resent them if they do speak up. So it just isn't always so clean as, so I love this person. I'm going to bring them home. If they love them, it's perfect. We're going to go through with it all. Oh, if they don't, then we're going to sever it. 
you may love the person so much that all of a sudden you have a conundrum on your hands, Eddie. Yeah. We'll see what happens. I can't wait. <laughs> Stay tuned for my life. But back, exactly. But back to uh, Summer House as we finish this episode. Basically, uh, Amanda tells Kyle, Kyle does this amazing dinner to set up, yeah. you know, to like really show her that she cares. She's like, I was hoping for a puppy, but a dinner will do. Um, but she basically tells him this interaction she has with her parents and how they feel. And Kyle breaks down and he's like, usually I have a plan and right now I don't. And that's the hardest part is like, they don't know how they're going to move forward from this. I think it's the first time we've ever seen Kyle cry. No, we've seen him cry before. Okay. Um, But it was, it was, it was, uh, it was an emotional moment. Um, Moving forward, it looks like next episode is when the Vanderpump Rules cast comes in. And like you said, Katie and Schwartz have had their history with, you know, cheating and all of that. And they're married now happily. And it looks like they step out and do one-on-ones with each, with each Kyle and Amanda and help them through this process, which I like think Katie's is great. giving advice. Katie's giving advice. Tom's giving advice. You got Stassi and Bo up in the house. Which Bo I'm, is giving advice. Bo's giving advice. I think it's going to be an, you know, I said this on Twitter, the Vanderpump Rules Summer House crossover episodes each season are usually one of the best of the season. Very true. So I'm very excited. It's where we got the Steve Jobs Stassi comp for the first time. That's, I mean, it iconic moment. I yes. think it's fantastic. That's where we got Kristen last year with like the the wine bottle, the rosé. Rose. I mean, there's so many good moments that come from when you know the Vanderpump Rules kids and the Summer House kids all get together and have their little summer party. So I am stoked for next episode. I'm hoping to see Amanda and Kyle work through this, which we know they will because they're engaged now. But I want to see how this progresses and how they move forward together. Because honestly, again, being vulnerable, real, honest, throwing it all on the table. I bet there's so many other people who are going through similar situations with their partners and their families. And it's seeing this on TV helps them a little bit more. So not everyone has the fairy tale ending like Eddie. And where, I'm not the only one. Where, where Don't the, all just the come families at me. love each other and everyone's happy and everything's perfect. That's just in my fantasy world. It's like everything <laughs> will be, it's just everyone will go on vacation together. Everyone will spend holidays Eddie's together. Eddie's fairy tale ending. It's my fairy tale ending. We'll know, we'll see if it ever happens. But thank you guys so much for staying with us this entire podcast. I know we got a little bit off topic, but it's always fun with Summer House. If you guys want to make sure you guys don't miss a single Summer House episode recap, make sure you guys are subscribed wherever you're listening. That's SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play Music, iTunes, or Spotify. And if you want to follow us on social media, you can search Hot and Bravo, H-O-T-N-B-R-A-V-O-D on Instagram and Twitter. Armin, how can people find you? At Armin Mahram on Twitter and Instagram. And if you want to find, tweet me, Insta me, I'm at Eddie underscore Strata. See you next time.